0: Amen. Well, happy Sabbath, everyone. (laughs) We thank God for this wonderful day he's given us. We thank God for the Sabbath because it is, it's getting weary after three weeks, after four weeks, it starts to wear on your psyche. But we thank God for the Sabbath because that is a respite for every believer that we may be able to take a break from the pressure that is being put upon mankind. And we want to look at something today, by God's grace. In Revelation chapter 13, I want you to understand there's a principle. I want to remind you of this principle today. That the principle is that if the whole world is doing something, the devil is in the midst of it. If the same narrative is being broadcast across the globe, just know that the prince of the power of the air is behind it. So whenever you see the whole world doing something, just know the devil's behind it. But if you remember that, it will hopefully, prayerfully cause you to look to another source for help. It will cause you to look for another source for understanding. And this principle is, 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 is ratified in Revelation 13. And this is why we say that. We just don't say things just to be saying. They're all Bible-based. And you can say, why would you say the devil was behind something that the whole world is doing? But Revelation chapter 12, I mean 13, and we're going to start at verse 2. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 2, it says, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. So there's a, this, this, this representation of many nations in this beast. But the most important part of this verse is that who was behind this nations? Who was, who was behind the nations? It was the dragon. And we know the dragon is the adversary, Satan, the devil. In verse 3, and I saw one of his heads is wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world, all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast, who was able to make war with him." That's why we make this the statement that if the whole world is doing something, the dragon is behind it. Because the dragon gives the power, and gives the seat, and gives the great authority to whatever is going on worldwide. Because at this time in in, in, in mankind's history, this end days, make sure that you know that if it's worldwide, if it's international uh, in, in in its talk, if it's international in its procedures, that the dragon is behind it. See, solutions offered by the dragon will not give you the desired result. So be very prayerful about not accepting the dragon's solutions to the problems in your life. Not just this going on now, but what's going on in your life. There's a higher source that you can use. See, I would like to offer you this alternative. Let's go to the book of Psalms and, and start at chapter 107. See, there's an alternative. We don't have to be victimized by the dragon. We don't have to say he is the king. He knows that we have to follow the rules. The rules of your life should be set in Christ. He should be the dictator in your life. In Psalm 107, we begin at verse 20. See, there's an alternative, you all. See, the dragon's got a word for you. But here in 107, verse 20, he said, He sent His word and He healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. See God sent a word and his word healed them. And so we have to start listening to the word of God more than we listen to the word of the dragon. In all aspects of our lives we begin to understand now that the word of God is what heals us. It what guides us, it's what directs us. But the word of the dragon is going to destroy us. So your faith must now if it hasn't been before start to be geared toward having faith in that word of God. It was the word that healed. So if we're looking for healing, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, if we want our relationships healed, if we want our lives healed, the healing comes from the word of God. Go to the book of Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Because he sent his word and healed them. Christ practiced this principle. And we're going to see this in Luke chapter 4. He spoke word, and it healed. Now we're going to Luke chapter 4, and let's begin at verse 38. This was after a long day. In verse 38 of Luke chapter 4, And he arose out of the synagogue, and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. She had a great fever, and that well, no. She just had a fever. We're going to say that. She wasn't well. Well, let's see what happened. The principle is he sent his word and it healed them. So in in verse 39, he stood over her and rebuked the fever. And he left her, and it left her, I'm sorry. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. He told the fever to leave by the word. The word said leave. The word, see, the the, the fever was a problem. So when you rebuke something, you are saying, you need to leave. I disagree with you. I don't need you here no more. So you must leave. So he rebuked what? The fever. And what happened to it? It left her. If we want to be healed, we need the word of God to speak over us. It immediately left her. It immediately she rose and ministered unto them. So she wasn't in recuperation, she was sick. Then she was well, only because there was the word rebuked the sickness. He told the fever to leave. See, this should let us know that sickness is more than biology. There is power in his word. Let's go to Luke 8. Let's go to Luke 8. See, another famous rebuke of trouble occurred in Luke chapter 8. He rebuked the fever. He also rebuked something else. So we can start to see the pattern and start to see what pattern we should put into our lives. In Luke chapter 8, and let's go to verse 24. Luke 8 and uh, verse 24. And in verse 24, this is when they were on this boat, and it was, it was storming. And they came to him, in verse 24 of Luke 8, and they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and did what? He rebuked the wind. Just the same way he rebuked the fever. Everything must fall, or everything must respond to the word spoken of God. Does that make sense? Everything must. If it's fever, it will respond. If it's this wave and this water, he said he rose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water, and they obey him. What manner of man is this that he could rebuke fever, sickness? He could rebuke water. He could rebuke wind. He could rebuke whatever he decides to rebuke because it is the word of God, and there's power in that word. Not only does his word have power, his word is power power over all the wiles of the enemy. Let's look at another example. Go to Mark chapter 9. Let's look at another example in Mark chapter 9. We're going to find the power is in the word. The healing power is found in his word. So anytime we are ailing, whatever the ailment may be, the solution is not the dragon's word, it's the Lord's word. Mark 9, Mark 9. Let's go to Mark 9, verse 24. There was a child in trouble, and the father came to the Lord. And in verse 24, it says, And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thine my unbelief. Christ asked him, Do you believe in me? Do you believe in what I can do? And this man was so, it was so distraught, he said, Lord, I believe. But if there's any unbelief in me, help me because he wanted Christ to rebuke something. In verse 25, it When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he did what? He rebu- rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. See, he rebuked what really is the issue all the time, was the spirit. This person was dumb and deaf, and we would take them to therapy. (coughs) We would try to figure out there was something physically wrong. There was some synapse that wasn't connected in the brain that caused them not to be able to speak. The nervous system was off. They couldn't hear something. But he rebuked it because it was the presence of a a spirit. And Christ understood that if there is dis-ease, that means there's a presence of the dragon. There's a presence of the enemy. And what he did is he rebuked the foul spirit and told him not only to come out, but to don't go back anymore. Wouldn't you love to have a health plan like that? That you walk in and they they actually heal you, and you'll never have to come back again. Not for this, because it's forever healed. This is the healing power of the word of God. Verse 26, And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he rose. See, Christ called the sickness a spirit. And we need to understand that's what we brought up, the principle of the dragon, the principle of the the, the, the spirit of of the devil, because the devil's spirit is putting forth a solution to your problems. He's been doing it forever, and we have been suckered by it. He would say, yes, do this. All things will be well. He started with with Eve, and he told Eve, he said, Eve, all things will be well. Here's my solution. Don't listen to the solution of the word of God. And since then, we have been falling for the trick of the dragon. It's time for us to understand there's power, healing power, in the word that comes from God. Christ called this sickness of spirit, and he dealt with it accordingly by speaking the word. Why does this work go to John 6? Why did that work for Christ? Why will it work for us? If the Word worked for Christ, shouldn't the Word work for us? And this is why the Word can cast out spirits. In John 6 and verse 63. John chapter 6 and verse 63. It reads, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profit of nothing, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the word is spirit. Does that make sense? The word has the power, the word has the healing power. It's a spirit. So it's always the battle of the spirit the spirit of the dragon or the spirit of God. And so when Christ walked around and said the word, he said the power. He released the power of heaven in the circumstance because he could do that, because he believed that. He was the child of God. He was the son of the Most High. He understood what the battle was, and he knew what weapon to use, and he would not listen to the suggestions of the dragon, but he only focused upon the request of his father. And this is where we need to be today. It's time to tap in. It's time to tap in to this healing power. If we are sick, we need to start tapping in to this healing power of the Most High. If we are afraid, it's time for us to start tapping in to the healing power of God. See, you're not going to hear about this from the CDC. The World Health Organization is not going to tell you to tap into this power. It's going to have its own suggestion. They're going to have their own uh, program for you. But there is no program above God. There is no program that will work like God's program works. And so if we start to tap into his program, we will be all right. It has proven to be effective over the centuries. But I'll tell you this, give God's word a try. Give God's method a try. Give his word a try. Go to 2 Kings, if you would. See, it's the word of God that heals. No matter what they are saying, no matter what your experience has been, it's the word of God that heals. Sometimes you can feel better, and it's not a healing. I think the medical profession specializes in that. You can feel better, but you're not healed. Oh, I, 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 I sprained my, my, my ankle. Here, feel better, <laughs> but you're not healed. And this is what we have to come to grips with. They have tranquilizers for us. The dragon has many tranquilizers. The dragon will make you uh, uh, feel like you're, you're doing well, but only God heals. And so God's word always heals. And so when God's word come and we decide to follow that word, we'll f- experience the healing that he promised. But in 2 Kings 20, <coughs> excuse me, 2 Kings chapter 20. And let's go to verse one if we would. 2 Kings in chapter 20 and verse one. It said, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. Now, that's a tough sickness. you sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Now, that's pretty sick unto death. When the prophet comes and says, yep, God says, set your house in order, you're about to get out of here. Now, that's tough. That's tough. But let's see what Hezekiah did. Hezekiah, verse 2 said, Then he turned his face to the wall, and he prayed unto the Lord saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now have how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. He had to, that was tough. He prayed to the Lord. He said, Lord, do you remember what I've done right by you? Lord, help me. All of us have been in that circumstance in one way or another. But let's see what the Lord did. He he, he, he got the sentence, but he prayed. He said, Lord, overrule. Verse 4 said, And it came to pass afore Isaiah, I mean, Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the, what came? the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people. Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, Behold, I will heal thee. on the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. See Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, and the Lord sent a word. The word healed him. Amen. And we're going to get to Hezekiah in just a little. we'll come back to Hezekiah's situation in just a little while, but the word healed him. He prayed and the word came. See And, 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 and the, when the Lord sent the word by His anointed person. See, that's what we have to understand. We need to be about being with people who are anointed, who have this ability because of their connection, not because of who they are, but what that connection is. And that's why, go to James 5. People give word all the time. People say things all the time. You ever had people say, let me pray for you. Let me pray. put put hands on you. Be very prayerful about letting people put their hands on you. You don't know what God they serve. They don't know what God they serve. But find one who's been anointed by the Most High Himself. Because God's word says here is a method for healing. In, in James chapter 5. And let's start at verse 3. There's a method for healing in James 5, verse 13. James chapter 5 and verse 13. Is any among you afflicted? And what's afflicted mean? Sick ailing, having issues, let him pray. That's what Hezekiah did, right? Is any married? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for who? My neighbor. Let me call for the lady at work. Let me call for somebody, my friend. Let me, he said call for the elders of the church. Why? Because they've been anointed. They have a connection with the word. And the word that they give, will heal because it's the word of God. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. I haven't heard a conference yet in the last three weeks that somebody said, call for the elders. They say, call, get your mask. Call and stay home. You know, do this, do that. I have not heard anybody on television stand up and say, call for the elders of the church. If you want to be healed, that's what God said. That's what the Word said. Verse 15 says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. See, through prayer, through faith, a word from heaven will come. And this is what this... the church needs to do. If you need a, a word from heaven, you need to pray in faith so that word can come and do what the word does best and the word heals. See, the word will come and it will offer the real solution to the problem. The healing power of the word is activated by the action on our part. See it's always there waiting to be dispersed, but it needs to be activated by us. It's the faith and works principle. Now, let's go back to Hezekiah. Go back to 2 Kings 20. The word came through the anointed uh, uh, prophet of God and said, you will live. Now, but the word didn't just stop there. Let's go to Hezekiah chapter, uh, I mean, for Hezekiah. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 20. The word didn't just stop there. The word had something else to do, to say. And then it it. It would only, the power of healing would only be activated if what the Word was, was told was obeyed. If the Word tells, we obey. Now let's see what the Word said. He said, you're going to be healed, but let's go to verse 7, 2 Kings 20. See, Isaiah already said that you'd be, you'd be all right, you'll live. But the Word kept going. In verse 7, said, and Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the boil. And what happened? He recovered. See, we gotta, don't just stop there. If God, keep listening. See, we get excited. God says, I'm going to heal you. And we just get excited and run down the hall. God says, wait till I finish telling you. Because you got a part to play. We got a part to play. Go to, say in 2 Kings, let's go to 5. See, there's another instance in this. See, God's word heals. But God's word obeyed is the healing. Christ obeyed all the time. So wherever he spoke, it worked. If we need healing in our lives, if we need a word from God, we need to connect with God. And then when God tells us, continue to listen. If Hezekiah hadn't put that fig on there, it wouldn't have worked. If he decided that he had a better reason or a better understanding, Hezekiah, it wouldn't have worked for him. But let's go to 2 Kings in, in, in verse 5, I mean chapter 5, chapter 5 of 2 Kings. The word, healing power of the Word of God often has instructions with it because He wants you to understand what He's doing. It's great to participate in it. He wants to test your faithfulness. He said, I'm going to heal you, but I need to heal a faithful soul. And so He wants us to show the faith by just obeying the Word. Now let's go to 2 Kings 5, begin at verse 9. 2 Kings in chapter 5. 2 Kings in chapter 5, and, and starting at verse 9. So Naaman came with the horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Now, this, this man was a great man, a powerful man, a rich man, but he had a disease called leprosy, and that caused the problems. <laughs> caused, you think you had to be isolated, quarantined. It caused a little problem. If somebody saw you with leprosy, they would run the other way. So his life was a little difficult, even though he had the power and all those things. It was a little difficult, and so he, a, a servant of his, told him to go and see a man of God, see an anointed man of God, and he would give the word over you. And so they went. They stood by the door of Elisha. In verse 10, it said Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. When Elisha spoke. That was the word of God. Please understand that. When that anointed servant speaks, it's the word of God. So God has said, you will be healed. Now let's skip all the way down because you know how Naaman acted. But he was convinced to try the healing power of the word. Let's go to verse 14 of 2 Kings 5. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan. According to what? The saying of the man of God. Why? Because that was the word of God, and the word of God will heal you. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. The healing power of the word of God. Sometimes it's, I speak over you. But when he speaks healing, sometimes we have to do something with that. God says, I'm going to heal you, and I drink this. I'm going to heal you, and I take that. I'm going to heal you, but stop doing that. I'm going to heal, because it's all about you lining up with him. I can't imagine God wants to heal a bunch of people who are going to go back and do exactly the same thing they did before they got healed. That's some, that's some, kind, of, that's some kind of thanks, isn't it? God, you healed me from cancer Thank you, Father, I don't have cancer anymore, but I'm going to go back and do everything that caused me to have cancer in the first place. You waste the healing power of God. See, it's the healing power of God found in the Word of God that will activate through the exercise of faith in the instructions He's given us. That's the activation power that we have. Activate it. Obey it. See, I'm not telling you guys understand this. We are not telling you not to wash your hands. We're not telling you not to cough in your elbow. If you'd like to wear a mask, go ahead and wear one. Put a message on it. I don't care. If you want to do that, that's fine. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just telling you that the word of God has proven to heal those who follow it. That we know. Ask the Lord before you put your trust in a system See, this system told you 50 years ago that smoking cigarettes was good for your health. Don't trust in the system. Trust in the word. Also remember that any solution, that's how we put this, any solution is only as effective as the accuracy of the diagnosis. He said that's kind of convoluted, Pastor Shaw. If you don't know what's wrong, you don't know what solution to give. That's the basic way of putting that. It's like if your car is not running right, and you didn't get it diagnosed, you didn't know what was wrong with it. Man, my car is running rough. I think I'll buy some tires. That wasn't the solution to the problem. It was a great solution to another problem but it wasn't a solution to that problem. And so when people give you solutions, it's only as as, as helpful as the accuracy of the analysis of what's wrong with you. We get that? Help us, Lord. Have we ever been to the doctor and they say, try this? Try this and come back. Well, that didn't work. Well, try this and come back. The accuracy of the diagnosis was, was not good, and so the solutions were not good. So, but we know God is very accurate in determining what is wrong, and he is very accurate in giving you the correct solutions. Amen? The anointed people of God have a unique God-given ability that will help during this time. Please remember this. We know God's word is true. We know God's word is powerful. But he gave this power to those who will believe. And it's now is the time where this power needs to be implemented, not only in our lives, but also for the betterment of those who need it. Go to Luke chapter 10. It's desperately needed now. And only God can give this to us. And if we would follow his word, we would follow his way, then we would have this authority as Elijah had. As Isaiah had, when the people come, God will give you the correct analysis. He will give you the correct application. He will give you the healing power that comes with him. The whole world's sick and the church is doing what? The church is making masks instead of praying, instead of going out with the capability of healing people. Wouldn't that just mess the world up? if you had a handful of those who believed to walk around and just start healing corona, just walking through hospitals and the people get out of their bed and walk out of the hospital praising the Lord, wouldn't that be a testimony? Wouldn't that mess up Satan's program? No, I guess it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. Amen? Let's understand this is what we got to do. In verse 17 in Luke 10, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord... Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Now Christ taught us earlier today that the sickness was a devil, was a demon, was a spirit. And so the 70 went out and cast out devils, healed the sick. They did all those things because they had the power of the word in the name of the word. And he said, verse 18, unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Satan was beginning, because of this power that was being activated, he was losing his grip. We need to loosen Satan's grip today by responding to a thus saith the Lord, by giving a thus saith the Lord, by living a thus saith the Lord, by having the power of the word of the Lord in our lives. Verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, shall by any means hurt you. Why? Because in the name of Jesus, you're doing this. Don't go to the hospital if you don't have a, a, a command from Jesus. Don't go to the hospital and start laying hands on the sick. You're going to leave sick. The 70 went out in the name of Christ, and Christ sent them out. We need to try to ask God to make us worthy to be sent by God. Verse 20, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. See, when our names are written in the book, when we believe that the, that the Lamb of God has given us power, then we will walk with power. See, it's time for us to begin to walk with power. We are afraid today. And it's, it's starting to wear on us. The uncertainty of it all makes us afraid. It makes our nervous systems do weird things. It makes our digestive system do weird things. Everything is off just a little bit. But when we walk in the power of God, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside world. We're walking in the power of the Word. And if we start living that power, we'll be able to help other people who are afraid and have no God. Our actions are motivated by power and our sound mind. Our actions are not motivated by fear. See, if you are afraid, your actions will, will push you in a certain direction. But when you have power and a sound mind, you'll go the opposite direction. Our decisions are determined after talking and listening to God and not after watching the nightly news. Don't make your decisions based on what you see on television. Make your decision based on the time you spent with God and what God told you. But if you are a 24-7 news absorber, You will always operate out of fear. But if you are always with the Lord, that's what Jesus did. Remember, Jesus, he was always talking to his father. He's always focusing on, okay, what's the plan, Lord? He said, and the father would tell him his focus was on operating. He didn't care what was going on. He kept down the faith road. He kept down the, the instruction road. He kept the commandment of his father. Every morning he got his assignment and he went about trying to fulfill it. The building could be on fire. Or even when they were crossing the uh, the sea and the winds and the wave came, he did not care. He had so less care, he was asleep. Why? Because he is focused on his father's command. And he knew as long as he was walking in the command of his father, nothing could happen to him. He could not be destroyed. He could not be wiped out. He could not be talked. He even told them, it's not my time. I'm not dying yet because it's not my time. And they came and tried to kill him, and God said, I told you it's not my time. And then he disappeared. If we would walk with the faith and confidence that God has given us, I mean, that God gave Christ, we could be a witness for him, a true witness for him. See, those that are in the book must show the world the power of God. If we're written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's time for the Lamb's Book of Life people to show the power of God. We must be the light in this dark place. But if we're around here just as afraid as everybody else, something's wrong with our God. No, let me take that back. Something's wrong with our perception of our God. Our God is still God. It's just we are somewhere floating around listening to the suggestions of the dragon. Last thought. Let's go to Isaiah 55. still strange <laughs> it's like you're on the radio you're talking on the radio <laughs> hey later. <laughs> but God wants us to understand something there will come a day that we're going to have to shine and that day is really now but you can't shine under a bushel and fear will keep you under that bushel It'll make you afraid to say something. It'll make you afraid to try the solutions of God. I know this church, when we found out that all these things were happening, I would say most of the church said, Lord, what will you have us to do? And things began to change. We didn't run to and get the, the, whatever they were had out there. We, they didn't run out of the stuff we needed. We needed a hand sanitizer. They didn't run out of olive oil leaf. When We needed, we, 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 we needed uh, uh, some kind of uh, 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 something to boost our immune system. They didn't run out of garlic. <laughs> Why? Because they were following the suggestions of something else. We were following the suggestions of God. Isaiah 55 and verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. This is where he is today with us. He said, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Our thoughts are on fear a little too much. When we are having thoughts of fear, we are practicing unrighteousness. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And he, he wanted to remind us, he said, look, because my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For all, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, what? Higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My word is higher than your word. Let us implement his word in our lives. He said, my, I, I'm so much, I, I, I have so much to give you. I have, it's like he sent, Christ sent the 70 out. He said, I want to send you out amongst the wolves i want to send you out amongst the sick i want to send you out amongst the possessed i want to send you out because my word will be glorified my name shall be glorified but my people must believe in it and so today he's asking us to go ahead and be this light in the dark place stop letting fear rule your heart and your mind we are not to be afraid and please remember we're not telling you not to take precautions, but the first thing you should do is seek the Lord in his way. We're not telling you to be uh, staunch anti-revolutionaries, you know, but we are telling you to stop believing the dragon and start believing in Christ. Walk in the ways that he has prescribed for us to walk so we may be able to be a people that can shine in this last day, in this day of turmoil, this day of fear, this, this day of anxiety, that there might be a cool people. A people that will say, Thus saith the Lord. A people that's not afraid by the, the pestilence by day. It will not be afraid when ten thousand fall on one hand and a thousand on the other hand. But we'll keep walking forward, not to glorify ourselves, but glorify the power of the word of God. Let us be that people. Let us make that commitment today. Let us know that there's a healing power in the Word of God. And, and always listen to God. And please, 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 finish, let God finish. Let God finish what he's saying. Yes, God can speak over you, and instantly everything happens, and that's a wonderful time. But if, if, if you need a test of faith, God will give you some more instructions. So listen to God. Believe in the healing power of his word. Activate that healing power through obedience to that word so we may shine in this dark time. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, again, we thank you. Thank you for your word, your reassuring word. Thank you for the evidence in your word. And thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for being the God you promised you'd be, and you wouldn't leave us down here alone. You said, I didn't give you that spirit of fear. I am power. Lord, help us to activate that power. I wanna, he said he wants to give us a sound mind. Lord, give us that sound mind today. Give us that assurance today. Give us that understanding that you are God and beside you there is none other. Let us not fear what man can do, but, Lord, let us walk in newness. Let us walk in sureness, step by step with you. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Amen. Well,